Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Jill Harper, Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. Today's episode is all about a recent study called Predictive Analytic Models for Canadian Group Disability Termination Experience, which is a second phase to an overall project on group long-term disability termination. You may have listened to the prior podcast on phase one of this project, which was called Group Long-Term Disability Termination Study. If you haven't heard it, check out the podcast to hear more about phase one. You can find both studies by visiting the website at cia-ica.ca and navigating to the research tab at the top, then selecting research projects. In phase two of the group long-term disability termination study, the researchers built upon phase one by applying predictive analytic techniques to further explore group long-term disability termination. Today, I'll be speaking with Clayton Zalewski, consulting actuary with Warden Zalewski Consulting Actuaries and one of the authors of this study. Welcome, Clayton. Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast today. I look forward to our discussion. It's great to have you. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the project in general and about your phase in the project? Sure. So the initial phase of the project was much like what was done in the past, where researchers would take data from the industry and develop termination rates for long-term disability in Canada. And those termination tables would vary by age, gender, the duration since disability, and whether a person was disabled in Quebec or not in Quebec. And what this phase two study did was sought to expand the amount of analysis that was put into the study and they really get at do termination rates vary by other variables such as different provinces whether someone is disabled with a mental illness or cancer so that might be something like a diagnosis code or an ICD code so the study that we worked on which is coming out later this year as was mentioned sought to apply predictive analytics to enhance the study. So we have the study that was done in the past and replicated this year with new data. And what we tried to do was enhance that study and make it better and more applicable to actual experience as it emerged. So the study was an extension of the previous study and the study sought to apply predictive analytic methods to the study. And this was for the first time. And we wanted to refine or enhance the original LTD study. That was the goal. So the current LTD termination rates only really vary by the four variables that I mentioned before. And we wanted to examine if any of the other variables that were included in the data had an influence on the underlying termination rates. So this would help users of the table better reflect actual terminations in their rates or in their work as valuation actuaries. So I heard you mention variables a few times. What type of variables did you look at in this study? The original study focused on gender, age, at disability duration, since disability, and whether they were in Quebec or not Quebec. So we also had other variables in the data. So this included the rest of the provinces. It also included the claim diagnosis code or ICD code, the industry code or SICK code. The elimination periods were included in the data and whether or not any plans had any pre-LTD benefits such as short-term disability. And then finally, we also looked at do termination rates vary by the benefit amount? So if you have a $1,000 monthly benefit versus a $5,000 monthly benefit, do your termination rates vary? Okay. And what about techniques? What type of predictive analytic techniques did you consider from the study? 
First, we took a look at the data in whole and we performed some preliminary data analysis. And then we settled on three main methods to examine. The first was known, or what is known as a generalized linear model, specifically logistic regression. And here, what that will do is it'll predict either a zero or a one, which works very nicely with terminations because you either terminate or you don't. So a zero or a one, one being a terminate, zero being a not terminate. So a generalized linear model lended well to this project. The second method that we considered was survival models. And here you're trying to predict the time until survival. So instead of predicting when a person would terminate, you're predicting if they'll stay around or they'll survive. And then the opposite of that is your termination rate. And the final method we considered was a minimum bias procedure, which looks at actual to expected termination rates. And it adjusts using a an algorithm to solve for the optimal solution that minimizes the bias in the data. So once we analyzed these methods, the method that we selected was the minimum bias procedure. And the reason we selected this was it because it provided familiar output to users. A lot of users in the industry would be familiar with actual to expected analysis, and this is really an extension of that analysis. It also allows users to understand the results much easier, and it makes it easier to implement. And you can also directly apply the original LTD tables with adjustment factors, which is really easy instead of having a complex formula and using that formula in some fashion with the original study or phase one study. Instead, we just have a set of factors that adjust those original tables and it's very easy to implement. Okay. And using that technique, what were some of your key findings? We had a couple key findings. One particular insight, and first I'll step back and say that we examined the variables and it produced a set of factors. So we can then look at those factors and we can see how termination rates vary by different variables. So one particular insight that we gained from the study is that we can now vary termination rates by claim diagnosis code or ICD code. So for example, if a disability related to, say, a nervous system related disability, these people that are on claim would have much lower termination rates than the base table or the phase one table would suggest, somewhere in the area of about 47% lower. Whereas if someone has cancer and they're disabled, they would have much higher terminations, most likely due to higher mortality, somewhere in the area of about plus 23%. So if you were to use just the base tables, you'd be over or underestimating your actuarial reserves. If you had those ICD codes, you could then use our adjustment factors and better account for the actual termination experience that might emerge. So this would allow a valuation actuary to more accurately calculate disabled life reserves for individuals based on their claim diagnosis code. And it would also allow for better analysis and make sure that the insurers are setting aside the right amount of money for those disabled lives. And it also protects the customers out there that have bought this insurance and now they're on claim. They want to make sure that enough funds or enough funds are set aside to pay their claims and this analysis more accurately represents how much you'd have to set aside. So it sounds like those techniques enhance the study quite a bit. Can you expand a little bit on how the use of predictive analytics techniques enhance the results of this study? Yeah, so really what predictive analytics did is it allowed us to refine the termination rates. So before we had those base four variables, and now we can get more granular and you can apply it to refine your valuation assumptions or your pricing assumptions. Now pricing has two sides of the coin. You have incidence rates and you have termination rates. We only focused on termination here. So for pricing, you have one side of the equation that's more refined, but you still need to answer the incidence side. But for valuation, you need those termination rates. And now you can more accurately calculate 
calculate your disabled life reserves. And again, this ensures that adequate funds are set aside to pay these actual claims. I think that we just scratched the surface here with this phase two project on how predictive analytics could enhance the termination rates. And in general, I think there's more broad uses of predictive analytics and group insurance that can be taken to the market. And the techniques that we've introduced here can be expanded and applied to mortality, can be applied to incidents, it can be applied to a lot of areas within actuarial science, specifically group insurance. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, we're just starting to scratch the surface here. How can our listeners get more information on this? At the upcoming CIA meeting, I'll be presenting on the topic, as well as predictive analytics applied to group insurance in general. But if they want to get in touch with me, you can add me on LinkedIn. Just search my name on LinkedIn and add me and make sure you add a message that something related to this podcast so that I know that you're related to it in some way. Or visit our company website and just email us and I'd be happy to, to answer any questions that our listeners today would have. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Clayton. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And thanks for having me. If you want to learn more about this study or about any other CIA research project, please visit our website, cia-ica.ca, and select the Research tab at the top, then choose Research Projects. Within the Research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas with the CIA. We'd love to hear from you. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk.